And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God's in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, dreams. Ooh, dreams can be so much fun. They can be funny, weird, like a hot sauce dream. You know what those are like. They can be bizarre beyond any Twilight Zone show. But God does speak through dreams. And from time to time, he'll speak to you and me. Or Job was a liar. When Job said he speaks in dreams and visions in the night, when the deep sleep falls on people and they lie on their beds, he said that in Job thirty-three fifteen. I don't think Job is a liar. I don't think the word of God is a lie. I think it's the truth. That means he speaks to us in dreams. Ooh, nice. Next, here's an interesting truth about God communicating through dreams. Some of those dreams are unconditional. There is nothing attached to them. They will happen, period. But other dreams may be conditional with obligations of certain actions the Lord requires from us. And the lessons, as Job wrote in chapter 33, 16 and 17, those lessons can be hard. After all, not every lesson from God is skittles and rainbows. And finally, here's a key to understanding what God is communicating. Sometimes the harshest lessons, the toughest dreams, the deepest rebukes, are based on God's unlimited love and his commitment to us. He warns us and redirects us to protect us. God doesn't reprimand us because he hates us. On the contrary, true biblical love is shown when God rebukes us because he loves us, exactly as Jesus said in Revelation 3.19. So we need to put on our big boy pants and listen. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it will be Captain Chris who will answer the phone. And then you will be... Bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, any topic is open for conversation. Why is that? Because it's not professional radio. 
It's just radio, and sometimes we just think it's a bunch of cans and a few strings connecting it all together. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. So here's the dealio. Okay? Is that, is that a theological term? Dealio. Dealios. <laughs> I think we could make it one, right? We've got sure. art, o- okie-dokie artichoke is theological. So, I mean, who knows? Why not? Okay. Boom. Done. <laughs> All right, maybe you have a thought or a question. <laughs> maybe you're thinking, this guy needs medication. I do. They're called Gus pills. <laughs> All right, so maybe you're thinking, uh, I have something's rattling around in my brain. I have a praise report. I have a prayer request. I have uh, you know, something that I want to just kind of share. Remember, it's not a kvetch fest, okay? There's plenty of places to do kvetching. We're just complaining. You can do that in other places. We're here to encourage one another. We're using Hebrews 3.13, encourage one another daily, and Hebrews 10.25 as we see the day approaching. And we're just like, yep, we got it. That's what we're doing. That's what we're about. Here is a trivia question, though, that will give you a chance to get rolling on how many stone tablets were the Ten Commandments written. Dun-dun-dun. That is my own sound effect. <laughs> You can't blame that on you. That was really a bad one. <laughs> da da da. On how many stone? T- oh, leave me alone. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero would be the call in number. Two one four two one zero eight four eight three would be the text number. David at he must increase dot. David at he he must increase dot org would be the email. The question is not how many how many tablets. How many tablets? Now, I'm not going to say this rudely for those people that get really offended at the silliest things. But, uh, yeah, if you were thinking about the Mel Brooks, Al just tagged me on it. He knew. If you're thinking about the Mel Brooks movie, go with the last answer. <laughs> See if you guys remember that one. See, that's funny. That's funny. All right. Uh, I know that people are like, uh, oh, uh, if you have not heard, Pastor Ray passed away yesterday. Pastor Ray absolutely one of my best friends there's only uh uh so many people that you can be like where i'm at and have people that you can kind of unload on and so for those that don't know i was born and raised jewish i became a christian i have a baptist pentecostal and charismatic ordination i got my ba in leadership ministry my master's degree in theological study and i am Oh, eight months away, eight long months away from finishing off my doctorate in strategic Christian ministry. Oh, and I just got my class thing today. Oh, so uh, anyhow, if you hear me complain next week, you'll at least you'll know why. The bottom line is finding a friend for somebody to meet or to Lena. It's really it's hard to do. And Ray was just the Barnabas of all. He was so encouraging. He's the one that called me up, got me back on the radio when I was off the radio. Just a wonderful guy. And I am so happy for him and so jealous of him. And then I'm so mad at him because he was supposed to come on the show next week. So it's like, you know, there's mixed emotions. But that's not going to stop us from doing our job or doing what we do because this is what we do, right? And he wrote me something so nice. He said, man, you just don't stop. Like, you got it, bro. I'll see you up there. Okay? Yeah. All right. Uh, let me do this thing on dreams. I want to be really careful about this. I don't want you to get freaky. I mean, I hate when we you know, talk about something like this and then people are like, no dream you ever have is as authoritative as the word of God, period. Okay? I don't, 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 don't. 
The word of God has endured all the way through. God God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's stop with that silliness. Oh, but this translation says this, and this translation says this. I'm sorry. Is your God so weak that he can't overcome translational differences? That's amazing because my God's not that weak. Anyhow, my point in saying all this is we're not trying to say this is as authoritative. With that said, we want to also recognize that the Lord does speak to people through dreams, and he does make changes or help people understand different things. So I'll just read it real quickly. I think you'll get it. It's not hard to understand. Job 33, 15 through 18 says this. He speaks in dreams and vision of the night when deep sleep falls on people and they lie in their beds. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. He protects them from the grave and from crossing over the river of death. When God gives a dream, he gives a dream, he's communicating something. Some dreams are super duper duper cool, and some dreams are super duper duper uh uh-oh. A really cool one that I had, I'm sharing with you, doing this at rapid pace, is when I was a young man in my teens, I had a dream about driving down this road that was snow-filled, and I could tell you every single detail, and then there was a church on my left side about eh, about a half a block up. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Lutheran church that I can remember. I should That's the one detail I might not have perfectly. And then I pulled into the church, and that was the dream. And like, what a dumb dream. Who cares? That's just fantastic, except, except multiple years later, I was driving down a road in Silverthorne, Colorado, and lo and behold, that road that I was on in the dream, it was the exact road, and I said, Lord, and it's like the Holy Spirit just filled up the car, you know, one of those kind of moments. And you're like going, whoa, whoa, I'm in touch with supernatural. And then I thought, if this is you, that church is going to be up there on the left. And sure enough, there it was. And it was just like, uh, and what the Lord was telling me and teaching me wasn't complex or anything like that. It's like he knew where I was going to be. He was there before I was. I'm like, oh, he goes before me. Get it? He knows. When we come back, we're going to take this call, and then when we come back, I'm going to tell you about a dream that's not so nice because <laughs> I got those too. All right, let's take uh, the call real quickly. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. Hi, Mary. This is... Hi. <laughs> How are um, you? Doing pretty good. I had a, a, a dream. Well, I actually was dreaming that I was cooking breakfast for myself, and I actually was doing that. <laughs> wow! I really was. I really was doing it. it, it and so, um, any anyway, uh, and I woke up the next when I went. I went back to bed, and when I woke up, I saw the dishes right where, um, right where I dreamed that they were, and they were there. Wowzer! Yeah, but you know, I was taking these sleeping pills, and the doctor said, you can't take those anymore. Yeah. You know, sometimes this one particular pill, um, and I've been taking it a long time. Well, anyway, 
He said, um, when, when, when you start doing things in your dreams, start dreaming about doing them and doing them, it can be dangerous. Yeah, that can be oh. dangerous. And the good news there is that you turned off uh, all the uh, appliances because that otherwise would have been dangerous. So that that it could have been, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, but yeah. by the grace of turn, God, I did have, turn everything off, and um, yeah, it was exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, now I, I I can give you the answer, of course, to this question. I don't know. Um, I hope the next question somebody calls in and gives you the answer. To. Don't worry about it. I never, never worry or never take it personal. Uh, okay, how many stone tablets were the Ten Commandments written on? Two. That is correct, Amundo! The answer is two. Exactly right. Now, if you watch the Mel Brooks movie, which was a comedy where Moses comes down and he goes, the Lord has given fifth, and then he trips, and then one of the tablets falls, and he goes, Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments. It was a joke, oh, but it's kind of cute. It's funny. Oh, so it's, it's, he's given oh, fifth, and okay. then he stops, and there's ten. Right. But yes, you're right. There yeah. was two, two and tablets. And then he had to go twice, too. Yeah, exactly. He had to go up on the mountain twice. That's right. You're exactly correct. Excellent <laughs> job, Mary. Okay, well, anyway, I'm listening, and, and um, you have a good rest of the day, and... um I wish John would call call in. I'm wondering how his granddaughter is doing. Maybe if he's listening, he might call in and let us know if she's. Well, be praying for him. Just be praying. That's the way. That's the way to do that. Yeah, I hope he's listening and he'll do that. Okay, well, uh, so long for now. Okay. Okay. All right. God bless you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, ladies and germs, boys and creatures of all ages and sizes and all that other stuff. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad what do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches a hippocritopotamus <laughs> come on do you love being able to ask questions comments or having someone to pray for you if you have an opinion a comment a thought or a question we don't want it to die of loneliness we want it to have a chance and last but not least do you love some trivia all right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience.
again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you're, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So one of our most faithful, diligent, lovely, and uh, fantastic callers asked to say, was there a way to give where you can do it directly through the phone? And the way to do that, I'll just tell you right now, the way to go about that is after the show. Okay, after the show, which means, wait. After the show. And after I get home, which means what? After 4 (laughs) o'clock. Just just so you can understand. You can text me on my phone. I can call you, and then you're able to do a a transaction with me uh, that way. And if more people than call at once, you just have to leave a message. And remember, I have some really weird uh, block, spam block things, so don't get all, like, upset. One of them is like, ah, stop talking. You're hurting my ears. You know, that kind of thing. I think those things are funny. So anyway, <laughs> so, so you can know, I'm just telling you how to go about it if you want to do it. Okay? Okay. All right. Here you go. This should be pretty easy. True or false, the Israelites, this is true or false, the Israelites were allowed to collect enough manna for two days on the sixth day so they did not have to collect any on the Sabbath. Is that true or false? True or false, the Israelites were allowed to collect enough manna for two days on the sixth day so that they did not have to collect any on the Sabbath. If you think you know the answer, you are welcome to reach out to us here. Our number, last time I checked, unless they've changed it in the last five minutes, which wouldn't surprise me, is 972-445-0770. You can also text us at 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at org. 
even though we're going back into this teaching and we might do an elongated segment, we haven't figured that out yet, I still have yet things we have to cover. I did come across this, and I did think this was kind of good, so we're going to use it. This is for the benefit of unchurched people. This is a glossary of churchy words. Now, how do you not like that? It's a glossary of churchy words. And by the way, for those that are new listeners or whatever, take a deep breath. This is kind of how the show is. Sometimes it gets really intense and serious, and sometimes it doesn't. And it's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, sometimes our lives are really intense, like anytime I'm driving on the freeway. And sometimes when I pull in the parking in my garage, it's not. Okay. It's just that simple. I'm just kidding. I thought these three, though, were pretty funny, so just bear with me on this. Bulletin number one. Your bulletin. Sorry. Word number one, bulletin. Okay, what is a bulletin for for church uh, glossary? Something to read during the sermon. That's the first thing. Number two, a fan used in churches without air conditioning. And number three, your receipt for attending church. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, choir. What is the choir? A choir is a group of people who sing loudly enough to enable the rest of us to lip sync all the hymns. That's so funny. That is so funny. And if you ever think like somebody's looking at you singing, if you just mouth peas and carrots, peas and carrots, it looks like every word in the alphabet. I'm just to help you. And then what's a recessional sim, uh, hymn? Sin. A recessional hymn. The final hymn of the service, this hymn is usually the quietest of all hymns because so many parishioners have already left before it's sung. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm just having fun. Relax. Here we go. So here's the last the trivia question. Anyway, true or false, the Israelites were allowed to collect enough manna for two days on the sixth day, so they did not have to collect any on the Sabbath day. Is that true or false? Now, I want to go back to this teaching uh, that we're discussing regarding dreams. And again, I don't want anybody loading their mind with goofy Okay, I mean, you'll do, just relax. Okay, the scripture is the authority, period. Okay, period. We want to be spirit-led, Bible-grounded. So the first dream I shared with you is about me being in Colorado. Totally cool dream. The Lord had given it to me years and years and years before. I was on a really, it was in a really, really difficult place. Uh, had the actual, uh, actual situation take place where I was actually physically driving on that exact road, knowing what was coming, so on and so forth. Very comforting uh, for me in the Lord that he gave me that assurance. Now I want to share a different dream with you. I had this dream on Christmas Eve 1999. This is how specific this is. Because as I grew in the Lord, I figured out I'm going to write all these things down. Okay? Now, you might be looking for hidden meanings. Don't. Listen to the main point of the dream. I'm going to read it to you. I had a dream about being in a place that was similar to Murata condominiums. Those are condominiums in, in California. I was in my fourth apartment, and uh, for some reason, I couldn't find my key. I approached what I thought was the manager of the complex in her office, told her I didn't have my key, that it was in my briefcase in my house. She seemed to be somewhat new at her job, so she said she couldn't find the master key in her book. I saw the book, and had it had several keys in it. All the keys were different shapes and lengths. I was getting a little frustrated with her and told her that I could find it in a minute if she would give me the book because I knew where it was and what it looked like, and shortly after that, she found it. Here's the key to the dream. I was happy to get the key and looking forward to opening the door to my unit. At the same moment, I was thinking about some friends who were just moving in to their first unit, and they were complaining. 
I remarked to Noel how we complained when we moved into our first unit, and because we did, God made things less comfortable for us. But now we're in our fourth unit, and because we completed, because we were completely content, God was making things comfortable for us. I remarked how important it was not to slander the land of the Lord by complaining, because He could make things harder for those who did. So here's a dream that I could probably, if you really push me to, back up all the way on scriptural levels because complaining is a sin, and it's not difficult to see that when they complained, with the children of Israel complained, that God judged them, and then the ends of the camp started burning. Not tough to find, okay? The premise here, though, is to slander the land of the Lord doesn't help our situations. It puts us in a place where there's more inevitable judgment than comfort. When we slander that which God has set up for us, we insult the place that God has prepared for us. Do you know that the spies insulted the land of the Lord? They slandered—I love the King James—they slandered the land of the Lord, and God said, you ain't going in. Now, just consider that principle. Now you sit there and you think, but but that's a dream. Shouldn't all dreams be Skittles and fluffy? I was like, no. In fact, the text that we read in Job says he whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings to keep them from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride, protects them from the grave, from crossing over the river of death. The whole point of those dreams is for you and I to do better in God. Is that as authoritative as the word? No. Is it important? You bet. Why is this important? Because 21 years ago, I wrote this thing down. It's still speaking. And what's it speaking? Stop complaining. Stop slandering the land of the Lord. Even if you're in a new setting or a new situation and you don't understand it, God is not up there going, how'd they get there? I don't get it. It's amazing. Okay, stop that. And when we slander the land of the Lord, we open ourselves up for the Lord to be displeased with us. And that just seems dumb. <laughs> not theological. That's a dumb idea. Dumb. Don't do that. Bad. Right? Right? I mean, it's not even that complex. All right. Trivia question. I did not forget. <laughs> By the way, I worked out yesterday. My knee is killing me. Isn't that great? All right. Fantastic. Uh, true or false, the Israelites were allowed to collect enough manna for two days uh, on the sixth day, so that they did not have to collect any on the Sabbath day, the answer to that is true. That is correct. And uh, when they did not obey God, uh, their food turned wormy, which is like, yeah, that's just like complaining or slandering the land of the Lord. It's just not a great idea. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? She thought he was a gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. 
<laughs> you think three words? Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher, or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi, it doesn't care. She said, Mary. She, she responded, master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice. And they hear me. And you were going along in your journey. Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point... Jesus said your name. He said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel, Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. Said Some people can really define that moment. Some people can't. Doesn't matter. It happened for those that, well, it's kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date they said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I got to tell you what's going to happen because we're going to do a little bit something different. A little bit something different. Boy, boy. Speaking in logical order, that would be the first thing we're doing different, not doing that. In about 10 minutes, we're going to play the interview I did with Ray. The reason we're doing that is like my – it's like an honor unto Ray, okay? I mean I appreciate everything that – and it's a good interview. And then at the end, there will be a little bit of silence, and that, again, is to honor Ray. And there will be a few other things that we do. I've got uh, something that I've set up for next week. But I just want you to know what's going to happen. So we're not going to do a trivia question. That doesn't mean you should stop listening because we are doing history. Plus, i got to finish the lesson. Plus, the interview with Ray is really good, and I hope it's a blessing for you. But it's it's my uh, communication to, you know, my way of saying thank you to Ray. And I encourage you, on our website, there is a link on latest updates for Ray's book. It's under latest updates. Whenever you go to the website, the little 
dots at the very top. If you click on those, it has all the pages on the far right, top right. You know, it's got those little lines. You should always click on that. All right. In the meantime, uh, let me do the history, and then we're going to do the rest of the lesson, and then we'll lead it into the Ray interview. So be, be in prayer. You know, it's tough. It's tough for me in, in, in the sense it's the loss of a friend, but it's much tougher for Vicky, his wife, and for their family and the church and everybody involved. And, you know, keep, we got to keep our proper place, but keep them lifted up. But, I, again, I'm mad, but I'm jealous. And I just think that's kind of the right place to be. In the meantime, let's do history because we took the time to write it out. So let's do that. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, a couple of things to tell you that I think are worthwhile. Today was the first introduction of the Monopoly game. Monopoly game was released on this day. Very cool, I think. Whip Cream Day. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, if it's a Sunday, that Sunday isn't the day. If it's an ice cream Sunday, it's got to have whipped cream, right? And you know, cherry on top. Cherry on top, and you got your, you know, your your hot fudge, and you got or caramel or strawberry or whatever. I don't care. It's got to be there. Just has to be there. Uh, on this day in 1914, Henry Ford, the automobile maker, announced an unprecedented five dollars a day minimum wage for his employees. Wow. A 1950, tell me this is not important. 1959, Bozo the Clown. Bozo the Clown, ladies and gentlemen. Bozo the Clown. Live children's show aired its first episode on television. I was watching Bozo very early on in life. And then last but not least, which I thought is worthwhile because I like this kind of stuff, is in 1961 on this day, Mr. Ed made its debut, first started as a syndicated show, was picked up by CBS. Western actor Alan Rocky Lane provided the voice for Mr. Ed, uh, Ed's owner. Wilbur Post was played by Alan Young. Mr. Ed was played by the horse Bamboo Harvester. You know how they got him to move his lips? Did you know how? Was it peanut butter? Peanut butter. They put peanut butter on his lips. Makes me move my lips. Yeah, he goes. And it always looked like he was talking. So it worked pretty good. And I'm pretty sure the horse didn't mind. People are like, oh, how do you know the horse didn't, uh, how do you know the horse liked it? The same way that my dog gets up on the counter and steals the turkey. That's how. Anyhow. (laughs) Somebody waiting to talk? Okay. All right. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, we're sorry to hear about what happened to Ray. We've been just um, doing the devotionals of him yesterday. We really love Ray and his uh, devotional. This is Cordelia speaking. And this is Joanne, David. We're so sorry for your loss. You know, I so appreciate that, ladies. He was so wonderful. We've taught on his devotions, uh, I think we've taught about 60 Maybe about 65 times. I sent him a copy of one uh, a while back, and he wrote me back and said, you are on fire. He's like, teach away, teach away. He loved it because he loves the hearing it broken down and so on. It's such a shock and a loss. And what was yes. what was weird was that we were just getting ready to gather on the phone next week. That's what we kind remember. of threw me for yes, a loss. You were talking 
talking about him yeah. coming and speaking, and we were looking forward to it. I know. But, you know, I know he's doing so much better. You know, I miss him in my heart already, but I've gone through a whole bunch of things where him and I have, have corresponded. He was just a great Barnabas. He was just a great blessing to hundreds of thousands of people. Just a, a great, great yes. Ma- a man and child of God. That's what I would say. That's what he was. We can. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing, David. David, you've been so gracious to, you know, just to share about the book this day. And Cordelia and I were doing our devotions yesterday for January fourth. And there's one section here. It says, "To all who are weary, frightened, or unsure of the future, Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled, and follow me.'" So we're going to keep doing that, aren't we, David? Yes, we <laughs> are. That's exactly right. And it's just such, you just, I just told him, I said, I, and I like your other stuff. It's good, but your devotional is better. <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> he liked great. hearing that, but it was true. <laughs> oh, amen. It's so inspirational. We yep. have really enjoyed, we practically did the whole thing all last year, one yeah. devotional at a time. We took turns reading it. So thank you. Well, we love you and bless you, David, soon and family. And uh, we'll pray for Vicki and all of uh, Ray's family. We we know that they're hurting. Yeah, so they thank, are. thank you. Blessings. Okay, we look forward to the tribute. <laughs> all right. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. 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 Super sweet. Thank you, ladies. That was very, very sweet of you. So that's like, you know, this is how our group is. I just, I like that. That's what I like about our group. That's how we are. Um, all right. So a couple things I want to say, and then we'll wrap up. We're going to get ready to go into the interview, so there's no reason to take any kind of breaks or anything like that. So you'll actually be commercialless. <laughs> Congratulations. Anyway, uh, bottom line, we were talking about the dreams. And, and here's the thing that I want you to – here's what I actually wrote down. Here are my clothes and my little part of it. So you got this dream, this one dream I shared with you about. That has to do with uh, unconditional. And there's some things that are unconditional. The return of Jesus Christ, it's coming. There's no – nothing's going to stop that. And then there's these other things where, like, the Lord's teaching you a lesson saying, don't do that. That's stupid. Do it this way or act this way or respond this way. Do that kind of approach, okay? Here's the two things I want you to end this with, connecting to the dreams, recognizing that whatever the dreams that that you have, there are some dreams you have, they're Taco Bell dreams. Get over it, okay? You had Taco Bell, that's the dream you had, okay? The big shell attacking you is probably not the Antichrist. I'm just going to say that. It's okay. But if the Lord instructs you, if he instructs you, two things to remember. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. The reason that I use that passage is because sometimes when the Lord instructs, it's harder, it's tougher, it's fiercer, but open rebuke is better than secret love, and it's a good thing to yield to the Lord. And then the last thing I want to say about all this is when the Lord does give you a dream, and I'll just close with this. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we live by faith and not by sight. I had a dream where I was in a restaurant. I had prayed that night before and said, God, what do I need? What do I lack? That night I had a dream. I was at a restaurant with my brother and two other friends, uh, opened up the menu, and it says, here you go, Dave, just what you need and just what you're lacking. And I opened up the little tab under the special, and it said, you need more faith. You know what? I have never forgotten you want to know what? That's 38, 39 years ago. 
Ask God, saying, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you to walk in the right way. And then and then, could, could you back that up with Scripture? Oh, about 15, 20 places in one gospel alone. Sure. So if the Lord teaches you or tries to instruct you, he's doing it so that you can draw closer in. Just don't treat it like you are uh, super spiritual dream receiver receptor person, okay? Because in my lifetime, I'm pretty open to it, and I've probably had maybe, you know, five, six, seven dreams, but that's over 40, 40, almost 44 years. So calm down. <laughs> calm, calm down, Sparky. Calm down. All right. Now, the last thing, because we're going to go into this, uh, we go in in about a minute. Last thing I want to say is this. If you go to our website, there's a, a – well, actually, can you play the little website? Because I do like it. So play your little the website thing. Go ahead. You know, David would really like it if you checked out his website. He worked really hard on it, and it looks really nice. He must increase.org. He must increase.org. He must increase.org. There you go. I love that. So here's the bottom line. You go to that website. Good place to invest in the kingdom if you feel like you want to invest with us. But on that website, where the little lines are at the top, at the right, you click on there. There's a little. There's links for the whole site. There's a little thing that says uh, updates, uh, latest updates. On there is if you click on that, there'll be a link to Ray's book this day. We don't get any money for it. There's nothing to it. Believe me, you get that book. It will absolutely bless you. Now, I want you to get prepared and get ready for the next few moments as we do a re-listen and then an exit with an interview with Pastor Ray Bentley. We got Ray on the photo. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend on the show. I was going to say that about you. <laughs> it has been four Ooh. years and s- and six months and twenty nine days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh man! <laughs> finally, I'm I'm sliding in under the tag home safe. You are finally. safe, okay. And so I'll tell the entire audience, real simple. Uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray <laughs> because it was his fault. A year and a half ago, on February 12th, when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. Amen. You just point to that guy. Okay. (laughs) All right. First of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? (laughs) You know what? I am doing uh, good. I'm doing – actually, I'm doing – Great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I, I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. How's Amen. That? Amen. Especially when you think about Psalm 23 being written in a cave, and people don't realize oh, in the darkest moment yeah. the best thing came out 
Uh, oh, okay, okay yeah. so let, let's talk about a couple of things real quickly, and then I'll let you kind of segue in. First and foremost, a lot of people who are in this audience uh, have listened to me talk about you and talk about your book, This Day. And I've used This Day mm-hmm. uh, several times to teach the various devotionals. And then a couple of people, mm. we, we put it on our website and had some people purchase it because it's an important element, no matter what we go through eschatologically, to be very connected to the Lord day by day by day. And yeah. I think people miss yeah. that and think that they're going to fill up just on Sunday mornings and that never works. What, no. what led you to write this day? You know, I think that when I first got saved, and then I was like, okay, so I'm saved. I started going to a a local Nazarene church, because that's what my grandparents and my parents went to. And so now I'm going to church. I I was in, like, junior high and learning about God. I've got a little community and so forth. And then, uh, you know, the youth pastor started saying, hey, I hope this is not the only time you pick up a Bible you know, you're a disciple, just like Peter and James and John and Mary and Martha. So they were with Jesus and heard and hung on his words every single day. And that's what you can do. You can actually read the Bible on a daily basis, not just for information, but God, because it's his word and it's alive and living and breathed, but God breathed, God can speak to you, make the word come alive, every single day of your life. So that became a habit and pattern um, of my early Christian life. And and then I was like, well, you know, I've read other people's devotions, and I just thought, you know, I want to write a, I want to take thoughts, and and I've collected them over the years, and to put them together, to give people something, a little nugget, a scripture, a thought for the day, and to kind of get them launched, you know, to spend time in His Word. So that's where it came from, and, uh, you know, I'm just so thrilled that you uh, have used it or, or liked it or God's used it. You know, His Word is uh, is amazing, so I'm thrilled that people can be blessed by it. Yeah, it's excellent, and I've told people before, it's on our website, hemustincrease.org. It's the very lead link, so if you guys have any interest, and Ray will testify, I don't get anything for this. There's nothing I'm getting. There's no. I'm just telling people it's a great devotional. Uh, if the Lord tarries for whatever reason, it will become a classic, but uh, if the Lord doesn't tarry, it doesn't have time, so that's a whole separate issue. <laughs> we'll deal with that exactly. later on. They'll know that another another point. Okay, couple things to throw in your direction, but I do want people to know, and they're not aware, uh, that you guys had a celebration at Maranatha Chapel. For those that don't know, Ray is the senior pastor of Maranatha Chapel in Escondido, California. Fabulous church. You guys had a feast, a gathering. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, this last Saturday, um, we had a, what we call Feast of Trumpets. You know, there are seven feasts that are mentioned uh, in Leviticus 23, and God told Israel, look, this is, I'm going to, there are seven dates every year on your calendar where I'm going to show up. And so he put it on their, you know, monthly planner and said, meet me in Jerusalem. I don't care where you live, north, south, east, west, seven times a year, I want you to meet me. So, you know, uh, what's amazing is there are four in the spring and there are three in the fall. Well, the four in the spring point to the first coming of Christ. And, you know, you look at it, Christ was literally crucified on 
the Feast of Passover. He was buried literally on the second feast, which is unleavened bread. He rose from the dead literally on the day of the third feast. And then 50 days later, you've got Pentecost. And literally on the day of the feast, the Holy Spirit was poured out. Well, then, so that's, we can all see that. The church has celebrated that generally with a Good Friday service, Easter service, maybe a Pentecost service. But we've neglected, for some reason, the three feasts in the fall, or we think of them as only Jewish. But the reality is they're not called the Feast of the Jews, even in Leviticus 23. They're called the Feast of the Lord. So if this, if he's your Lord, this feast is for you. And all seven feasts uh, point to and are filled in Jesus Christ. So the next feast to be fulfilled is called the Feast of Trumpets. And that's where, you know, all God told him to do is to uh, relax all day, don't work all day, and then blow trumpets to remind yourselves. And it doesn't even say there what to re- remember. But what I shared Saturday night, uh, David, was I believe it comes from the story of Moses in Exodus 19. The children of Israel have broken free from 400 years of slavery. They go to Mount Sinai, they're at the base of the mountain, and they look at the top of the mountain, and all of it, there's a cloud and thunder and lightning and fire. And then they hear this trumpet, and the trumpet gets louder and louder and louder and louder, and then God speaks and manifests his presence. So that day, the, the blowing of the trumpet brought the manifest presence of God. So what I think of it is that this will be fulfilled in some way, whatever your eschatology is, you know, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven, First Thessalonians 4.16, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God. Then the dead in Christ shall arise. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, and we shall be with the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. So that every year is on the first day of the seventh month. And, uh, you know, so they had to have two witnesses look up and see it was the first day. So that means the moon, they look at the moon, it's a little thin, you know, uh, crescent moon. But what if, you know, two priests had to witness it? What if there's clouds? What if it's, you know, uh, some kind of storm, you can't see it? So for ancient times till modern times, to make sure they got the day, because the feasts are divine appointments are very important, they said, we're going to celebrate it over two days. That way we don't miss it. We, over two days, they celebrate the Feast of Trumpets. Therefore, it became known as the Feast You Don't Know the Day or the Hour. So That's what's that amazing. sound like? That's what Jesus said. I'm coming. And, you know, so anyway, in 2008, we started doing the Feast of Trumpets saying, hey, we're rehearsing. It's a rehearsal. It's a practice. And one, you know, it could be the Lord could come for the church on Feast of Trumpets. And so uh, in 2008, we started and. Now, in COVID times, we, we, we're outside, and I just said, well, let's, you know, try it and, and, you know, see who comes. And, oh, my gosh, over 4,000 people came and showed up and brought their trumpets and shofars, and kids had noisemakers. And we just talked about the Lord coming, everything that's going on, and blew the trumpets and worshiped God. It was just an incredible evening. Awesome. That and is it's the so best we've awesome. Ever. That, I mean, I just love that. Did you, is that, because of the Feast of Trumpets, is that why eschatologically people say, hey, I'm just waiting for the trumpet? I'm just waiting for the trumpet. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. all connected. See, that's what I tell people in our audience. I don't give them the, the particular eschaton. I say, but boy, when that trumpet blows. Okay. So, that, yeah, yeah. And this then leads into your series 
that you've been yes. working on for a while. Uh, you, I mean, I, I know you've been working on it more than an hour. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yes. So tell people about this other book series that you've created, the, 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 the chronicles that you've created, and then your most recent book, yes. The Cyrus Mandate. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, you know, by God's providence, I met uh, the, these authors, uh, Bodie and Brock Taney. And it's spelled T-H-O-E-N-E. And they, they have been around for the last uh, three decades or so. They've written 70 novels. She wrote this you know, thing called the Zion Chronicles. They've sold like 35 million copies. You know? So they didn't need me. They didn't need anything. You know, for, but I met them, and they've always written about the past, you know, from the first century, maybe the rebirth of Israel, what happened to the Jews, and they're kind of historical novels. They got real stories and history put into a, a novel, a story. Well, when I met him, I had this idea that what if we took your ability, Brock is kind of, Brock Taney is the researcher, uh, you know, he is par excellence, and then Bodie is a tremendous storyteller, and then I'm kind of the prophecy guy, and I said, well, could you take that and let's write about what's happening literally right now, 2020, and put it into a story so that people go on a journey and there's real events, real history, real prophecy, real political stuff going on, and yet the Bible right in the middle of it. So this is now our third in the series. Uh, the first one's called On the Mountain of the Lord. Uh, the second one is called The Threshing Floor, which has to do with the Temple Mount. And this one is called The Cyrus Mandate. It's available today. Today. On Amazon. Today. Today. <laughs> today. Order. Order today. Uh, the Kindle version. I think tomorrow will be the uh, the ebook, but it's on Kindle. Uh, you can order the paperback. Um, and probably within a few weeks, we'll have the audio. We're working on the audio part, but it's available. Order it. Uh, the Cyrus Mandate. And really, the Cyrus Mandate is is really about what God is doing literally right now between Israel and America. It's an incredible—I can't wait. I'm going to send you one. Uh, you get a copy, and I think you're going to love it. I think it's my best one so far, our best one so Excellent. Far. All right, so there's a couple of things for people to hear that Ray said. First of all, you can get it on Amazon. So if you go into Amazon and you type in Ray Bentley, B-E-N-T-L-E-Y, you're going to you're going to find his books. Cyrus. The, Cyrus Mandate. Uh, the, the Cyrus Mandate. Okay, that's number one. And you might want to pick up some of the other ones. Number two, if you type in Ray Bentley into Google, there's like nine initial things that come up that are all Ray, and you can click on them and get there some <laughs> some way, shape, or form. Also, there's RayBentley.com. So you don't yeah, have you can also go directly to his website and, and buy it directly up there. Again, and Ray will tell you, I'm not getting anything for this. I just think that Ray is a great uh, influence, a great encourager, a modern-day Barnabas, which is difficult uh -huh. to find, you know, very difficult to find. And, uh, and mm. I, I would just encourage everybody, if you're into this part of understanding or if you're longing to understanding what's going on with you, get Ray's material. You'll love it. You know I, I believe in what, he's, uh, what he stands for. You know I teach his material. So there's nothing to, nothing to hold you back whatsoever. Amen. And and we have another one that's got more teachings, series, and stuff called Maranatha TV. It's an app that you can download. It's free. You just, you know, you got to make uh, register, give us your name, and uh, make up a password. But everything on there is 
free and it's mind blowing and it's relevant. It's what's happening right now. Now you know, as a Jewish man, free is my favorite price. So that's always a good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, you're a, blessed. So I look, if I look at it this way, David. You know, God said, "I will bless to Abraham. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you." So when I find a Jew, man, I want to bless him because I want to be blessed to God. So I found David, <laughs> Dr. David Spoon. I said, man, if I bless this guy, I'm going to be blessed. And it's been true. Yeah. You and Noel are awesome. Let me tell you how I prepped for this uh, for this interview, just so you can know. I listened to Welcome to Paradise by Randy Stonehill. <laughs> I thought you would appreciate <laughs> the old classic Christian oh, material. Man. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> So cool. Oh. Going back to the Jesus people. Oh days, my man. goodness. That's it awesome. was so great. It's so great. I love it. <laughs> okay. so, I, I live in all the, the time frames. That's the problem right there. Uh, uh, awesome, Gray. Uh, thank you, David. I, I love you, brother. We'll keep praying for you. We'll keep promoting. We'll keep telling people if you have any questions, people, you can always directly email me. I'll send you and connect you up to the raise materials. Not a problem. I hope, my brother, that you have an absolutely fantastic, blessed day, and it cannot be another four years before you're back on the show. Amen to that, yes. Uh, you, may the Lord—let me just give a blessing. May the Lord bless you, David. Uh, may he bless your wife, uh, your beautiful wife, uh, your family, uh, your ministry. You are a voice, not unlike a trumpet that God has raised up to sound and to, to waken the church— these are great days. They're good days. They're spirit-filled days. God's on the throne. The Lord wins. Uh, the church is going to succeed. God will not lose one that the Lord has given to him. And these are the most exciting days to be alive. So rejoice in the Lord always, and let him be your strength. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you giving us your time, and God bless you in everything that you touch. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.